Hi, welcome back to Tunbridge Wells Talking, brought to you by Tunbridge Wells Social at www.twsocial.co.uk. Don't forget you can text us on 077 512 888830 or email us on twtalking@tunbridgewells.gov.uk. Coming up this week, we've got an interview with Chris White, the Rough Sleeper Coordinator for Tunbridge Wells and Tunbridge and Malling Councils. And of course, we've got more music from artists coming up on Paul Dunton's live sessions and another poem from Mikey. We're going to start this episode with a look at the partners outside of the council that have helped bring Tunbridge Wells social together. These partners are mostly charities, ranging from smaller local charities to nationwide efforts. They are Town and Country Housing, St Giles Trust, KCC's Early Help, Salus, DAVs and Age UK. Town and Country Housing provide more than 9,500 affordable homes in 15 local authority areas across Kent and Sussex. In addition to general needs homes, they offer a wide range of housing including key worker, shared ownership and specialist accommodation including women's refuge, housing for people with learning and physical disabilities and a hostel for ex-offenders. St Giles Trust have 60 different projects across England and Wales helping people overcome the adversity they face. They help around 25,000 people with needs covering help for vulnerable young people involved in or at risk of criminal exploitation, services helping adults and young people facing unemployment and poverty, help for vulnerable women and families, prison and community-based support for people in the criminal justice system, specialist support for adults facing complex barriers. Salus gives those aged 8 to 19 access to community-based facilities and a diverse range of activities to improve social skills, emotional health and well-being. They offer both a universal and targeted approach to youth provision and recognise the value of working with young people at risk of social exclusion. Early Help and Preventative Services aims to meet the educational, social and emotional needs of children, young people and families to help them achieve good outcomes. You could receive support from Early Help Services if you don't know where your teenager is most of the time, if your child is being bullied, or if you're struggling to cope, or even if you're worried about a neighbour's child. Domestic Abuse Volunteer Support Services, DAVS, is a community-based charity supporting male and female victims of domestic abuse in West Kent. Using a unique and highly effective professional volunteering model, they provide vital support to clients who have experienced domestic abuse. DAVS volunteers, supported by a professional staff team, listen without judging, answer calls to the helpline, meet clients face to face, prepare individual bespoke safety plans, support clients to court if needed and help them to begin rebuilding their lives. It's also the Assembly Hall Theatre's Charity of the Year for 2020. Lastly, Age UK is the country's leading charity dedicated to helping everyone make the most of later life. The over 60s is the fastest growing group in society and ageing can be challenging. Age UK provides services and support at national and local level to inspire, enable and support older people. They stand up and speak for all of those who have reached later life and also protect the long-term interests of future generations. If you need the services of any of these partners, please do get in touch with them. They, like the Council, are here to help. To contact the Council directly for practical support during the coronavirus pandemic, please phone 01892 554497. We've got our main interview coming up next, but first we'd like to give you the answer to last week's puzzle. Last week's puzzle was, a patch of lily pads float in a lake. Every day the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? Yep, so many of you got this one right. Well done to Michelle, to James and to Lisa. 
The answer was, of course, 47 days. It's been doubling in size daily, so if it was fully covered on 48, it would be half covered on day 47. Now we've got a new brain teaser for you again this week to keep your brains active, so listen closely to this. You might even need a pen and paper. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a long one. Michael J. Fox has a short one. Madonna does not use hers. Bill Clinton always uses his. The Pope never uses his. What is it? That really is a wordy one. You might need to rewind the podcast to make sure you've got it all. But do get in touch with the answer so we can give you a shout out if you get it right. Email us at twtalking at tunbridgewells.gov.uk or you can text in on 077 512 So this week we've chosen to interview Chris White as he's recently taken on a new role as the Rough Sleeper Coordinator for both Tunbridge Wells and Tunbridge and Marlin Councils, which will be really interesting to learn more about. Hi Chris, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, thanks for having me. To start, could you give us an outline of your role and what that means on a day-to-day basis? So um, my role as Rough Sleeping Coordinator actually covers uh, Tunbridge Wells Borough Council and Tunbridge and Mauling Borough Council. And effectively what the role is, is just overseeing all of the different um, projects and initiatives and things like that that we've got going on um, for working with and trying to help rough sleepers. So that's the outreach provision that's provided for us by Porchlight. Um, overseeing the work that, that those guys are doing, the great work that those guys are doing. Um, and then it's also just the um, like different projects that we've got going on. So both boroughs, Tunbridge Wells and Tunbridge and Mooning, have both got a, a housing first project going on. Um, so the idea of that is that rather than um, working with a rough sleeper on the streets and then trying to put them into a property once you've done all that work at the end, um, you put someone into a property at the beginning um, and then you, you work with them to identify what support needs they've got and, and then you, um, you effectively bring that support in and kind of wrap that support around them whilst they're in the property. Um, so yeah, so it's just overseeing all of the different amazing projects that are going on in, in both boroughs to support rough sleepers. And you had a different role prior to the coronavirus pandemic. What has that change meant for you? I am, um, yeah, I, I had a slightly different role prior to the pandemic. Um, prior to the pandemic, I was the uh, housing support officer purely for Tunbridge Wells Borough Council. Um, so that did involve much of the same responsibilities around rough sleeping um, as I'm doing now, um, but without the, the Tunbridge and Mauling side of things. So purely for Tunbridge Wells and, and also a few other roles um, partially roles around supporting our Syrian refugee families um, and just some some other generalised support to help out all of the amazing work that the housing options team um, and the housing needs team team do. So, yeah, so so um, effectively the change has been taking on the Tunbridge and Mauling side of work. Uh, yeah, and, and focusing, keying in on, on rough sleeping because I think both boroughs are really in a position now to, to end rough sleeping. And so um, I think Tunbridge Wells and Tunbridge and Mauling felt that it was, a, it was the right time to to recruit to a post to really key in on that. Rough sleeping seems to be a big problem within Tunbridge Wells. How does it compare to those similarly sized and nearby and how are you tackling this during the pandemic? Um, actually relative to, to other surrounding areas, Tunbridge Wells' uh, um, problem with, with rough sleeping isn't the worst. Um, Obviously, for anyone in, in the 21st century to be having to, to rough sleep um, is, is wrong. And that's something that we obviously want to put an end to, as I kind of alluded to earlier. We, you know, we, but, but that's a great thing is that we are, as a borough, in a position now where we, we can put an end to rough sleeping. You know, we, we are in a position to really force that final drive um, down to getting to a net zero figure. Um, the pandemic has obviously put a spanner in the works or a number of spanners in in the works um in that 
just not being able to provide the same level of of outreach provision um, as we normally would is obviously a really big challenge. You know, a, a large part of my role day to day prior to the pandemic was being out and about, um, engaging with rough sleepers, talking to people, engaging with the outreach service in the work that they were doing out on the street. Um, and obviously it's just not really safe to be doing that on, on the same level. You know, we have still got outreach provision going out um, and they are still doing their very, very best and doing fantastic work. Um, but yeah, it, it has obviously put a spanner in the work somewhat, but we're, we're doing our very best. Um, we did also have the announcement from Dame Louise Casey on the 27th of March, I think it was, um, to say that all rough sleepers needed to be housed um, to help limit the spread of the of the pandemic and obviously to protect them and the wider public. Um, so we, we did, on the day that that announcement was made, we, we'd kind of preempted an announcement of that kind and we'd obviously wanted to protect our own cohort anyway. Um, so we had made offers of accommodation to rough sleepers prior to that. Um, but I can say confidently now that we have offered accommodation to, to everyone that was rough sleeping in Tunbridge Wells prior to the pandemic. Um, so yeah, so the work the work is still going on. We are still doing our very very best to support rough sleepers as best we can. Um, but obviously the pandemic has has made that trickier for sure. We'll be back to Chris again in a bit. But now we're heading over to our music man Paul Dunton once again for some more tracks from artists coming up on his live streams. So if you like the sound of them here, why not check them out on his Facebook page, Paul Dunton and Guests. Hi Paul, good to have you back as always. Hi Steph and Gemma. Yeah, it's great to be back. And uh, yeah, I've had a really busy week. The live streams have been going really well. Uh, interestingly, we've, um, we've had quite a few people tuning in from New York, which has been great. And uh, lots of positive feedback from the other side of the pond. So it's, it's really good to know that we're, uh, we're sort of spreading the word as it were, but uh, yeah, all going well. So you've got a few tracks for us again. Tell us what they are. Yes, uh, I've got some wonderful music to share with you, all from local artists. And uh, the first track I'd like to uh, feature is called Feels Like Home. Uh, it's written by Harry Whitty, who's a local singer songwriter. Um, he's very, very talented, plays lots of different instruments. And uh, Harry reminds me of performers like um, Jamie Cullum and uh, Harry Connick Jr. So hope you enjoy. Pictures of me plastered on your door We're drinking coffee on your bedroom floor You tell me how you'd like to see me more This feels like home to me Raindrops and thunder filling up the sky The wind keeps howling through the dead of night It doesn't scare me cause I'm safe inside This feels like home to me Life goes through its phases Some friends become faceless Going at scary paces Like we're at the races Just knew what I told you When the days get colder 
I'll be right there on your shoulder Cause this feels like home to me You bring a pen and a note guitar You go out for a smoke underneath the stars Long day ahead but you've come so far This feels like home to me Life goes through its phases Some friends become faceless Going at scary paces Like we're at the races Just knew what I told you When the days get colder I'll be right there on your shoulder Cause this feels Like home to me is called Midnight Creeper uh, by a duo called Broken Bones Matilda. Um, I have to say they're, they're one of the best live acts I've seen. Um, they write amazing songs. There are elements of folk and country uh, within their sound, but they also delve into uh, pop sense, you know, plenty of pop sensibilities in, 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 um, in their style. And um, yeah, they're, they're just a fantastic act. So uh, hope you enjoy. My best 
Uh, the last track um, I'm going to feature is called Allison, uh, which is written by Stuart Cardwell. Uh, Stuart is the frontman of a local group called The Breaks. Um, they're very renowned on the local scene and uh, have played at festivals such as Local and Live and Unfest and venues like The Forum and The Grey Lady. And um, yeah, they write very heartfelt music. Um, brilliant lyrics they remind me a little bit of elbow uh, and groups like that particularly with Stuart's voice it's um you you almost feel there's a, a slight similarity to guy garvey from elbow so yeah it's yeah i think you'll all enjoy it i hope <laughs> but um yeah it's a great song called allison
that's all the music we've got time for this week. But is there anyone else that you'd love to shout out to coming up in the next week? Some wonderful artists to look out for. Uh, Luke Bacon um, will be on the 25th of May at 8 o'clock on the Ball Dunton and Guests live stream. Um, he's a very upbeat singer-songwriter, lots of fun. Uh, he always has lots to say as well. And uh, he's always um, highly entertaining. So uh, look out for Luke. The following night, Chris Pope, uh, 26th of May. Uh, Chris um, is renowned for his lyrics, um, really writes uh, amazing words and really gets you thinking very thought-provoking um and yeah and the night after that the 27th of may becky briggs will be performing she's uh, a young singer-songwriter very talented and um yeah has a beautiful vocal so look out for becky uh, right at the end of that week i must give uh, logan wilson a shout out some of you will remember here logan had his track played on uh, one of the first podcasts and um yeah he's a great artist uh, reminiscent of the likes of jack johnson uh, very upbeat uh, songs for the summer feel good times so uh, look out for logan and that's it and looking ahead who have you got coming up that we need to clear out our schedules for yes we've got some fantastic local singer songwriters coming up for you uh, in the next few weeks uh, on june the first we have uh, jacob norris um performing and uh, Jacob has, um, he just has an astonishing vocal. It reminds me of uh, Jeff Buckley and Radiohead's Tom York. Um, Jacob writes very beautiful, ethereal music. Uh, he's a wonderful lyricist as well. So look out for him on Monday the 1st of June. Um, later that week, um, Wednesday the 3rd of June, Josh Renton will be forming. Um, Josh writes very upbeat, positive um, pop songs. Uh, he's a great musician. Um, it reminds me of um, singer-songwriters like James Morrison. Um, but yeah, really, you know, lots of feel-good vibes. And uh, yeah, he's, you know, definitely one to watch. So look out for him. Uh, the next night on uh, Thursday, the 4th of June, we have Rob Bacazzo performing. Uh, Rob is inspired by um, New Orleans. You know, he has a massive blues influence uh, for his music. Um, he's a wonderful guitarist and uh, he, he literally has a, an astonishing vocal. It, it reminds me of Elvis uh, in terms of the tone. It's, it's quite something. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely revered on the local scene as, as one of the most talented musicians around. Um, the following night, um, on the 5th of June, we have Dan Clues performing. Dan is a very established local singer-songwriter. He's performed all over the world. Um, he's performed at the Royal Abbott Hall. And, uh, he, yeah, he's doing very well with his music career. Um, his music is influenced by the likes of James Taylor um, and perhaps uh, artists like John Martin as well and Bob Dylan. So there's a, you know, he draws off a slightly folk um Floke influenced um, inspiration for what he does and uh, again yeah great lyrics and a lovely vocal as well. Uh, rounding off that week on the Sunday um, got Amber Anderson performing. Uh, Amber writes very heartfelt emotional songs very honest songs and uh, yeah she has a lovely voice as well so uh, some, some great live music coming up for you. Thanks Paul can't wait to chat and hear more next week. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast I uh, really enjoyed it and uh, yeah look forward to catching up with you both next week. And now, back to our interview with Chris. Chris, we like to ask our interview guests a few quick-fire questions to help us get to know the person behind the job. So, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? 
See, my answer's probably going to be a little bit out of left field, but I'd probably have to go for something like a puffin. Um, I grew up in a house that was full of cuddly puffins and that sort of thing, because uh, it's safe to say my mum is a little bit obsessed with them. Um, so I've always grown up with a, with an admiration of them of my own as well. Um, plus, and I probably shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but um, I actually never learned to swim, so I'm not much of a swimmer. Um, so being able to be a bird that can fly and then also... Um, spending a lot of time out on the water as well would be pretty fun and um, plus those beaks are pretty cool so yeah that would be my answer what's your favorite chocolate bar oh you guys are going to make me sound really really stereotypical here but um i'm actually vegan so i don't eat um regular chocolate um i can't eat any milk chocolate or anything like that which believe me i do miss with a passion because i used to be a chocolate fiend um but Galaxy have come to the rescue recently and they have just started releasing vegan friendly chocolate and they do a, a chocolate and orange flavored one and oh my word it is the best thing I've ever come across it has it has been a saving grace in lockdown I have eaten far too much of it in lockdown but yeah it's it's about the only thing that's getting me through at this point have you picked up any new skills or hobbies during lockdown so um so when the lockdown was announced i was really determined and really motivated that i was going to make the most of the time um i live on my own so i've had a lot of time um to kill so i was really motivated that i was going to make the most of it um so i dragged my old guitar out that i've attempted to learn three or four times never with any level of success um i ordered a sketchbook so that i could try and teach myself to draw because anyone who's seen me draw will tell you that i am atrocious um, those two are still very much a work in progress. I think my neighbours are probably fed up of hearing me butcher the same songs on the guitar over and over. Um, but I have learned to juggle. That is one skill I've learned. Um, I had a day a few weeks ago where I just decided I was going to try and learn as many, frankly, pointless skills as I could in 24 hours. Um, and one of those was that I did, I did learn to juggle. So yeah, if, um, if all else fails and, and this all goes to pot, then I can run away and join the circus. So that's great. And how do you like your tea or coffee? Um, slightly controversial answer from me here. I'm not a big tea drinker. I'm a purely coffee man. I very rarely drink tea. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm quite boring when it comes to my coffee as well. It is, I'm just a, a milk and two sugars man. Although although I did try making um, about a week ago now that I think it's called Dalmega coffee or something like that that's been doing the rounds. I've seen pop up on my Instagram and things like that a few times, um, which is basically like whipped coffee. You mix granulated sugar, instant coffee and water and just whisk it for hours. Um, and it, it becomes like, almost like meringue like kind of like stiff like meringue and then you're supposed to pour that on top of a glass of milk over ice and I went to the effort of making that the other day and to anyone that's considering making it I would suggest don't bother because it's it's not worth it it's not that great just stick to your instant back to the key issues again has the support that rough sleepers received changed since the start of the pandemic and if so, why? Yeah, um, I think this is one that I alluded to earlier. Um, obviously, we've all got a duty to, to protect ourselves and, and each other and the general public and everything like that at the moment. So uh, the usual outreach provision that we would provide for, for rough sleepers isn't able to be potentially as robust as it normally would be. Um, you know, I think I said earlier that normally we'd, we'd all be out pretty much every day um, engaging with people and, and working with people, and we're just not able to do that safely at the moment. Um, so, but yeah, but we are still doing our best to be out there as, as much as possible. Um, obviously, we've got far less rough sleepers actually out on the streets at the moment um, because of the, the announcement from Dave and Louise Casey that I mentioned earlier. Um, so it is far more in-reach based at the moment. Um, we're, we're staying in contact with our rough sleepers as best we can over the phone. 
um, you know, doing face-to-face visits where it's appropriate and where it's safe to do so. Um, so the support is still very, very much there. We're still doing our very, very best to make sure that the best level of support possible is getting to all of our rough sleepers. Um, but yeah, but we're just having to go about that in slightly different ways. Clearly, this isn't something that the council can do on its own. Are there any key partners that people should reach out to if they have issues? Definitely, yeah. Um, Tunbridge Wells is really lucky to get so much fantastic support from the different key partners that we work with around tackling this issue of rough sleeping. Um, first, and, first and foremost, Porchlight, who I think I mentioned earlier, provide our outreach provision. Um, so anyone who is facing rough sleeping themselves or who's worried about someone that they think or know to be rough sleeping, um, you can always get in contact with Porchlight. Their helpline number is 0800 567 7699 or you can visit their website. Um, we're also really lucky to get great support from Tunbridge Wells Churches. Um, who provide food and support and somewhere safe to be for rough sleepers and, and for anyone vulnerable or in need. And they provide that support all the time, but they're continuing to provide it through the pandemic to the best of their abilities. And, and we're so grateful to them for that. So that's always someone to reach out to. Um, obviously, if, you know, there's been a ban placed on, on evictions at present. So I would hope that no one, no families or, or anyone is facing eviction from a privately rented property or, an, or a socially rented property for that matter. But, you know, if anyone is worried about their, their homelessness situation or anything like that, you can always get in contact with the housing options team here at Tunbridge Wells Council. Um, so you can always just contact us and we can support you to the best of our ability. Um, building on that as well, we've also been so, so lucky to have support from Nourish Community Food Bank um, and the Tunbridge Wells Hub that's been set up in response to the pandemic um, and also look ahead to care and support. Um, they've been great at supporting us as well through, you know, all the time, but also especially through the pandemic. And so just to just to give a sort of general shout out to all of those agencies that I've mentioned there as well and just say that, you know, we're ever so grateful for the support they give because, uh, as you said, we, we wouldn't be able to do this without them. No chance. Lastly, we've been asking each of our main contributors to give us their pick of the week. The one thing everyone should check out on TW Social this week. What would your pick of the week be? So for me, I am a uh, self-confessed bibliophile and massive lit geek in all senses of the word. Um, so for me, my pick of the week would have to be Sir Patrick Stewart's readings of the different Shakespeare sonnets. Um, they're incredible sonnets, incredible pieces of writing, and obviously a fantastic actor to to perform them. So yeah, I would recommend to anyone, um, head on to TW Social. I think they're in the entertainment section. Um, head over there, give them all a listen. Great way to, to spend an afternoon. If you you know sitting in the sun, the weather's supposed to be good this week. I think so yeah so sit in the sun give them a listen you won't you won't regret it thanks for joining us on the podcast Chris stay safe thanks for having me guys take care everyone if you've been tuning into our podcast you'll know that as we're staff from the Assembly Hall Theatre we couldn't go without bringing you all the best online theatre and entertainment recommendations last week we discovered Royal Albert Home and I thoroughly enjoyed scouting for girls when I tuned in on Thursday this week I can't believe we've only recently found this but thankfully all the previous sessions can still be watched in full on their website Coming up from them this week is Imogen Heap on Friday 29th of May and Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday the 30th of May. The National Theatre are hosting some archive recordings being streamed from other venues including A Streetcar Named Desire from The Young Vic with Gillian Anderson as Stella available for just the next week and looking forward to the 4th of June the Donmar Warehouse's production of Coriolanus starring Tom Hiddleston will be streamed. Shakespeare's Globe recently premiered Shakespeare's late romance The Winter's Tale, which is still available to catch up on for the next week, featuring monsters, festivities, love and the famous stage direction Exit Pursued by a Bear. If you go to Chichester Festival Theatre's website, you'll find the archive recording of David Walliams' The Midnight Gang until 29th of May. Also released this week was their youth theatre production of Beauty and the Beast, something for the whole family. 
Cirque du Soleil are slowly releasing 60-minute special clips from their repertoire of jaw-dropping shows, and they're still available to watch on YouTube. So far, they've made seven of these free to their audiences, publishing one every two weeks on a Friday. I'm really hoping their show Corteo will be coming soon, as I was supposed to see that one this summer as a birthday present. As always, there's loads of free content on twsocial.co.uk, which is being updated all the time, so make sure you check it out. Now, to finish off our podcast again, we've got Mikey back in the studio for another spot of poetry. Hi, Mikey. How are you doing? Hi, I'm really well, thank you. How are you two? Yeah, yeah good. good, thank you. Um, what poem have you picked out for us this week? So this week I've got for you a poem by Edgar Guest. He was born in 1881. He was a uh, British-born American poet and his poems had an inspirational and often optimistic view of everyday life. Fab, go for it. Somebody said that it couldn't be done, but he with a chuckle replied that maybe it couldn't, but he would be one who wouldn't say so till he tried. So he buckled right in with the trace of a grin. On his face, if he worried, he hid it. He started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. Somebody scoffed, oh, you'll never do that. At least no one has ever done it. But he took off his coat and he took off his hat, and the first thing we knew, he'd begun it. With a lift of his chin and a bit of a grin, without any doubting or quid it, he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophecy failure. There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers waiting to assail you. But just buckle in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go to it. Just starting to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done, and you'll do it. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Will do. Take care, guys. So that's all for today, but please text in on 077-512-88830 or email us on twtalking at tunbridgewells.gov.uk. We'd really love to share your stories from lockdown. If you've got any questions for our allotment friend Chris, who's back next week, and send in your answers for this week's brain teaser, which was Arnold Schwarzenegger has a long one. Michael J. Fox has a short one. Madonna does not use hers. Bill Clinton always uses his. The Pope never uses his. What is it? Well, we'll give you the answer next week, and we'll also be bringing you another interview, and we'll have some more music from Paul Dunton. Thanks for listening to Tunbridge Wells Talking, brought to you by Tunbridge Wells Social at twsocial.co.uk. And remember, if you do need the assistance of the council, please call on 01892 554497. In the meantime, stay safe.